I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalong. Cormac and Saoirse here on Room 104. On the way shortly, a story of a 15-year-old boy who was gaming so much that he had a stroke and has lost the use of his left arm. So if you're playing a bit too much Warzone, maybe just cut back uh, a little bit. Now, we're in the middle of doing the Greenlist Travel Quiz. As we all want to be those travel a-holes. Uh, we'll go around and be like, hey, what's going on? So, um... The green list of countries that the government has published that are safe for you to go to, but don't go to them, but they're safe for you to go to, and you do not need to quarantine when you come back for two weeks. There's 15 countries and and states. Um, they are Cyprus, Malta, Finland, Norway, Italy, Hungary, Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania, Slovakia, Greece, Gibraltar, Greenland, Monaco, and San Marino. The current government advice is to not go on non-essential travel, but here's the green list anyway. Anyway, apart from all that confusion, we've just done the quick... Greenlist travel quiz and Saoirse I don't think you've done too badly oh is it finished finished done and dusted we are done oh wow and dusted. okay so what let's go back and, and see how many you uh, how many you got here okay the f- question number one was in what year was Italian 90 you said 1990 and you were correct sweet well done congratulations that was fairly easy now yeah, yeah the, the second question here how many times has Finland won the Eurovision you said twice the correct answer was once Ah, Finland. They won won it in 2006 with uh, Lordy's Hard Rock Hallelujah, apparently. They've uh, contested it 53 times, only won it once back in 2006. So you didn't get that one correct. Okay, Uh, which country on the green list holds the longest road tunnel in the world? Your options were Norway, Estonia or Italy. You said Norway. That was the correct answer. Was it? So Norway has the longest road tunnel in the world, 15 miles long. Um, I can't pronounce it. It's the something tunnel cost... One billion Norwegian kroner to build uh, a couple of years ago. So, correct. And right, you're on two now, right? Uh, what is the capital of Cyprus? It was Nicosia or Nicosia. Boom. You got that one correct and right. Yeah. Greenland is the autonomous country within which country's kingdom? You said Denmark. It was either Iceland, France, or Denmark. It was Denmark. You were correct yes. and right. Again? I knew that. Uh, true or false? Monaco is smaller than Central Park. You said true. The correct answer was true. It yes. is smaller than Central Park. Fantastic. Yeah, which is insane uh, when it comes to area and things like that. So that's the area takes up is less than Central Park. Uh, the official name for what country on the travel list, the green travel list, is the uh, Hellenic Republic. Was it Monaco, Greece or Greenland? You said Greece. You were correct and right. Was I? It that was Greece. a pure guess. 
Yeah, so like Helen of Troy, Helen, where am I getting that from? Back in Greece, maybe it's something to do with that. Any Greeks in, you can let us know why your official name of your country is the Hellenic Republic and not Greece. Uh, okay, oh yeah, I, I cocked up on this question, which we'll give it to you, so that's seven. Uh, the oldest living constitution in the world is in San Marino, which uh, is on the list and was drafted, their constitution was drafted in the uh, in the year 1600. Ah, uh, Okay. The highest number of uh, castles and chateaus per capita, Slovakia, Greece or Norway, you said? I think I said, did I say Slovakia? Yeah. You did, yeah. And you got that correct and right. They do have the highest number, yeah. Oh, my Slovakian neighbour is going to be so happy. She listens all the time. (laughs) So uh, per capita, not the total amount in the country, but per capita, Slovakia has the highest amount of castles and chateaus uh, in, uh, in the world, actually, by the way. Um... The most popular sport in Lithuania is, you said, basketball. Pure the correct guess. answer is basketball. No, it's not. So Lithuania's most popular sport is basketball, and they have had some players from the country even go on to play in the NBA. Wow. The greatest being, and I apologise, uh, Lithuanians that are listening and living here in this country, I'm going to butcher this man's name. The greatest star, Lithuanian star in the NBA is... Arvdas Sabonis? Arvdas Sabonis? Am I saying that? And if I'm not, I'm not pronouncing that correctly, can you send us in a, a voice note of how you pronounce your most famous NBA player of all time? And then the last question, which was the 11th question, uh, true or false, the government's advice on travelling abroad during the pandemic has been clear, concise and consistent. The answer was, of course... False. False indeed. No one has a clue Yay! what's going on. <laughs> so what did I get? You got 10 out of 11. No way. I'm amazing at geography. I didn't even know. Or actually, I'm amazing at winging it. That's what I'm really good at. There you go. You're lucky. You're winging it. When we give you the options, you know how to pick them. Yeah, that's great. Delighted. Yeah. Nailed it. So listen, uh, there you go. FM104.ie, by the way, if you want more information on general COVID stuff, but also uh, more news on the travel advice that has just been announced well it was announced late last night the travel advice but uh, also if you are planning on going away and ignoring kind of the government's advice and saying screw this I'm going to Malta for a week or whatever there might be an issue around your travel insurance so you're going to have to check that out because you may not be covered um, because again the government's advice is to not travel. anyway open the website f104.e something to bear in mind if you are planning on uh, breaking lockdown restrictions and going away you may not have any travel insurance or be covered by any company even if you do have a policy right now at the moment listen on the way next how gaming for a significant period of time could leave you in a bad way a 15 year old after gaming for night on end had a stroke and has lost the use of his left arm uh, that and more of the weirdest stories from around the world on this week's Down With That Sort of Thing. Careful now, that's on the way now. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Yeah, so it's a quick round of you of some of the weirder news from around the world, which uh, the mainstream media just won't report about because it's really not that serious, but it's strange and weird and obscure. The first story, I found my kindred spirits and I feel their pain and I, I really, really feel bad for them because kids who were playing at a museum in <laughs> in a museum which had one of the world's largest glass-blown s- structures. So, you know, f- people make fancy things from blowing down the pipe of glass and making a beautiful, elaborate uh, design. Well, these kids uh, who were playing in this museum that had one of the world's tallest, largest, most massive 
ice glass sculptures, which was a replica of Cinderella's castle, which had 500,000 glass loops with 60 kilograms, uh, had, you know, 24 carat gold plating. There was 30,000 individual parts estimated about, you know, in around 100 grand. Two kids playing in the museum uh, fell into it and smashed the entire thing. <gasps> that is my worst nightmare. <laughs> Being around somebody that's clumsy, that will, like you, that will go into yeah. some very expensive shop with art on the wall or even, you know, those oh, ornaments God. and they're just on yeah. show and someone brushes off them and you're like, no. I don't know what happens in that situation. Do the parents have to pay? I don't know. So it was in the Shanghai Museum of Glass and the two little kids were playing and apparently whatever happened, happened and it broke. It smashed into pieces. The piece was done by a guy, uh, Aribus. His Aribus Fantasy Castle exhibition and it would have been a gift from him to the museum in incredibly detailed like this is a castle made out of glass all of the details all the turrets all of the towers everything is just solid glass and it's trimmed with gold on the top and whatever happened kids fell into it and uh, and broke it up I don't know who's going to have to pay for that that would give me the most anxiety ever yeah. because no matter what you know if you can't afford it they're going to punish you in some way because you're meant to obviously keep your kids under control Kids these days, you know what I mean? Like letting them run riot. The sculpture, it's a fairly big sculpture as well. It was behind like a bar. It was like a bar keeping people a safe distance from it. But they're kids. They just didn't realise. They went in underneath the bar, hopped over and were like, Ooh, let's go, smash. See you, bye. Ooh. Isn't Imagine you were there. Imagine See, I would, seeing have been, it I would have loved to have been there. Would you? Yeah. Just seeing that unfold and what <laughs> <Yeah>. happens next. <laughs> uh, there has to be security footage somewhere. If you work there, oh, leak that online. But just yeah, imagine please. the absolute sheer panic. But anyway, the, the kids' parents have apparently apologised and said they would cover the cost of it. Or I don't know how you do that because it took the guy 500 hours to do this. I don't know if he's going to be bothered doing that again. But there you go. Always be careful. I don't feel bad for breaking the shower because uh, two little kids are after destroying a masterpiece that cost a hell of a lot of money. So, yeah, just be careful when there's uh, awkward things and expensive things around you. Don't be banging into them. Next, uh, tattoos. Where is the weirdest place that you've heard of somebody getting a tattoo? Because there's a, a new trend that a Belgian tattoo artist, Indy Voyet, or Voyet? It's probably Voyet. Indy Voyet has been uh, doing this, and she will tattoo the underside of your mouth. Ew. So the top of your mouth. Why would you do that? No, yeah, so if you're, you know, if you're like me and you're licking the top of your mouth now or even just rubbing it with your tongue trying to get, imagine a tattoo right there. But you can't see it. You can see it if you take a horrible selfie with your mouth wide open and your head all the way back. You're like, I just think that would be excruciatingly painful and there'd be no positives to come from it. It can't be good for you to get ink plastered in there. You can't see it. No, you can't. It's sore. It's disgusting. And disgusting. But listen, your body, your body, your choice. You can do whatever the hell you want with it. Oh, yeah, um, absolutely. But it wouldn't be for me. Well, I don't think you can mutate your body. Remember what you were on before about that? You can't, like, take off your ears and stuff. And that's, that's just a whole different kettle of fish. Anyway, Indie Voyer is the Instagram account if you want to have a look at it. But there's a guy here with his mouth back. He got, he got a little tattoo of a spider on the top of his mouth. It, it just Can you imagine, like, a tattoo needle on the inside of your mouth? working away and you having to have an open mouth for that long while someone is like oh, it'd be horrible it'd be so painful yeah, and then because of a... saliva you know you're obviously going to be yeah yeah 
trying to swallow the saliva and then it might oh, burn or something horrible. Loads and loads of people are getting these done. Someone has like a skeleton face, someone has a, 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 an FU finger, someone has like the poo emoji in their mouth. Uh, loads of people. Listen, it's a bit disturbing viewing. It's not too bad. It's just very, very, it's a very strange place to get a tattoo. I don't know of anyone who has that or would ever get that, but you can, it's a new trend taking place. So if you want to be the, maybe the first person in Dublin to have an inside mouth tattoo, there you go. The uh, tattoo artist's name again, it's Indy Voyer. So I-N-D-Y-V-O. E.T. So like poet, except with a V. Uh, go check it out. It's just, it's just insane. It's just a little bit mad. So there you I go. I thought you were going to say they're getting tattoos on their, on their crack or something. But people have done that before. Like that's also painful and a bit disturbing, isn't it? A bit more fun though. At least people can see it, you know. It'd yeah, be that's easier true. to see that than go and show your tattoo. Oh, hang on. Can you do that? While you're eating a plate full of food, you're like, that's disgusting, pal. So, yeah, that's pretty yeah. sick. That's, that's the latest cool dude trend at the moment. Uh, on to the next story now. A 15-year-old has apparently suffered a stroke after playing video games for almost a month non-stop. He was a Chinese boy, 15 years of age, brought into hospital and has suffered a stroke. He was only getting about two hours sleep a night and then would spend the rest of his days gaming non-stop. Two hours sleep a night. That's what he's saying. He was just getting two hours sleep a night. He was up. He was straight back into it. And he was uh, gaming. There's lock- there was obviously lockdown over there. I've even noticed I've gone through my gaming phase. It was like a, a month solid there where I would be staying up after the show. It's so four or five in the morning. Just just one more game, man. Just one more. It's fine. Don't worry about it. I'm playing with the lads. It's a social thing. I'm connecting. It's, it's grand. I'm, I'm staying safe and I'm staying connected at a, at a, at a distance. It's fine. Um, so this guy obviously was fairly addicted. Now, maybe there was another issue going on there. Um, that it wasn't just the gaming. He might have been, might have been some other blood condition or heart condition or whatever was going on. But uh, yeah, he's now um, lost the use of his left arm for a while. They're hoping that it will obviously come back. But um, yeah, that's a potential danger of sitting there doing absolutely nothing, having terrible sleeping patterns, not eating properly, and he had a stroke. Wow, that's bad. I've heard of people gaming though. Two hours a night of sleep, that's not going to do any favours for you at all. No, and he, he wasn't eating properly either. So obviously there's a whole host of issues here. His lack of nutrition, his terrible, terrible sleep, no exercise and like two hours of sleep and the rest of it all just gaming. <clears throat> Not going to do you any favours at all. So, you know, just be, just be mindful of that. Now, this is a bit of an updated story. We mentioned this before, <clears throat> that this was going to happen. It has in fact happened. Do you remember I mentioned that a 45, uh, sorry, a 35-year-old social media influencer from Russia left her husband to marry his stepson? Oh, yeah. This was going to happen. It has apparently happened and has taken place. The 35-year-old has married her former partner's, her, her ex-husband's stepson. And they are now wed. He's 20 years of age. She's 35. They are now married and have booted the outlet out of the picture. That's so strange. Now, this actually happened, not this exact story, but similar story happened to someone I know whose mother had passed away, Right. The dad ended up getting with her best friend. So a girl that she was friends with. No, the girl. So the girl was my age. Her her mother passed away when we were in her early 20s. And then the dad ended up getting with, I'm going to say, my friend's best friend. So within a few months, she had moved in with the dad. 
So imagine your best friend moving in with your mom. Yeah. <laughs> that was the end of that. Then they end up having kids together and everything. So strange. So, yeah, this is a bit weird. She was married for 10 years to the guy's father. They had uh, adopted four children. She became famous in Russia after losing a lot of weight. She was on a weight loss um, documentary and she built up a huge following of weight loss and then came out and said, I'm leaving my husband and I'm marrying his stepson. I don't even know what the law... We, we looked into the laws around that the last time. I can't remember off the top of my head whether you're allowed to marry your ex-partner's child if they're no blood relative. But they tied the knot last week, official, and now they're expecting a baby. So they're not blood related. There's no real issue, I suppose. But uh, there you go. This How is a awkward bit strange, isn't it? Very yeah, awkward. a little bit. little, little bit. He has since gotten full custody of all of the four... Uh, all of the four adopted children that they adopted over their 10 years relationship. So he's looking after them and he's no longer talking to his son or ex-wife, as you can imagine. Yeah, well, that's fair enough. Um, you'd be pretty scarred. Yeah, you'd be like, yeah, have you talk, chat to your dad about this? Oh, I'm banging his ex, so I'm not sure how he's going to take the news. <laughs> but, uh, and when did that start? Like, it just brings wow. up so many questions. When did that start? Like, for, yeah. He is now, he's 20 now and... If this was the other way around, everyone would be saying, like, this is a case of grooming. So she knew him from the age of 10. Yeah, come on. And then so 10 disturbing. years later, now at 20, he, he's been, they're married and they're having a kid. And, oh, it's just all kinds of weird. It's all so wrong. All kinds of weird. Yeah. You know, you know someone from when they're 10, you're not gonna. No, you'll never find that person attractive when they're older. You can't. <sighs> just, it's just an, just an odd one. Um, last story here this evening. A lot of people are... Not too many, but a lot of people are still flouting the COVID-19 lockdown restrictions and, you know, the face mask coverings and different things like that. And the new laws came in this week to make it mandatory for you to have to wear a face mask in a shop. Obviously, we know that now. Policing that's slightly harder. It's going to be slightly difficult to enforce that. On the buses and trains in Lewis or whatever, it might be too difficult. They have people kind of popping on, the guards popping on, making sure everything's running smoothly. Happy days. In shops, it's a little bit more (laughs) difficult. But an unlikely... <clears throat> An unlikely ally in the COVID-19, uh, I suppose, fight has been Colombian drug cartels. And <clears throat> I can imagine that the Colombian drug business is ground to a halt now because there's no transport, there's no flights, there's no people going anywhere. It'd be very, very difficult to smuggle your product around anywhere. And they probably want this lockdown to be ended with sooner rather than later, not only in Colombia, but all over the world so they can get back to their illicit illegal activities, Right. Yeah. They are now enforcing people who don't obey the COVID-19 lockdowns in Colombia. I should say enforcing it. They are killing people who don't abide by the country's COVID-19 lockdown measures. Okay, that's a bit extreme now, isn't it? A little extreme, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Jesus. So um, drug cartels and the different rebel groups, they're kind of making sure that uh, if they're not abiding by the laws and they're not abiding by their laws as well, that uh, they're going to take actions into their own hands and the Human Rights Watch and human rights organisations have come out and asked the Colombian government to try and sort this out and do it. But a uh, bit of an intense one and a bit of a weird one that um, I can understand why is that they want to get people back on track and they want to get the countries going so they can continue with their uh, illegal products. But there you go, be careful. Colombia isn't on the list so you won't be travelling there anytime soon. But there you go, the Colombian drug cartels are killing people who do not obey COVID-19 lockdown measures. So there you go. Uh, any other stories that we might have missed? <clears throat> uh, 87 
6797104 and we'll be sure to give you a shout out and include it in the next Down With That Sort of Thing. Careful now. Troy. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalong. Room 104. Uh, on the way next, we're going to be talking to somebody who uh, works with sex addicts, but it's also, it's such even a funny word to say, isn't it? You kind of say sex addicts and you're like, ah, come on now, you're not a sex addict, you're just doing the dirt in your missus. Yeah, that's what I would say. Like, I've heard of people, you know, through friends that have suffered from this, who've had to, had to go to therapy and everything. Really? And even at that, yeah. Even at that, though, I always kind of think in my head, it's just an excuse. It's just, um, like, they just can't control themselves in the sense Listen, that they're just serial the cheaters. Yeah, <laughs> these cheaters, stop, stop, you know shaming them that these people are victims you need to you need to you know side with them and treat them because uh you know being angry at them won't fly it'd be very hard one to convince but if your fellow's been doing the dirt on you or your missus for like years on end and they turn around they're like i'm a sex addict you're like yeah i I don't know is that a salvageable situation to be in i mean i wouldn't buy it (laughs) even though i know i'm not caring enough suffer from this maybe i'm not i'm very cold i've been told that a lot though like you're, you're not cutting. understanding and cold. Oh, just, it kind of... Yeah, I, I wouldn't be putting up with that now at all. Right, so do you believe somebody can be a genuine sex addict, that their behaviours of sleeping around are a compulsion and that they want to stop it, but they can't? Uh, would you forgive someone who is a sex addict that you might have been involved with? Is there any any hope for that? Anyway, we're going to be talking to an expert in the area on sex addic- addiction next. Uh, Mick Bennett is her name. Should be answering all those questions, but let, it know, let us know your thoughts. Is it a legit excuse? I slept at your sister because I'm a sex addict. I need help. Stop. Don't kick me out of the house. Maybe not. 0876797104. She will be on the way next. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Cormac and Sir here. And uh, this evening now we're talking about sex addiction. When is it an addiction? When is it someone just saying, or oh, an addiction when really they're just... <laughs> they're just acting untoward and acting immorally in a relationship and uh, what can you do? Is there any warning signs and are there any uh, treatments that you might be able to do to uh, manage this and to treat this? Joining us now is relationship counsellor who specialises in uh, relationship problems, sexual issues and sex addiction uh, Mig Bennett. Mig, thanks for popping on how are things? Hi, hi Cormac I'm fine, yes, thanks for having me. Now when we talk about sex addiction a lot of people tend to laugh about this and, you know, it's this kind of running joke, especially among my friends. Oh, he must be addicted to sex. You know, your yeah. boyfriend or someone's husband. It's not really a thing, but it is. Oh, it is. It is. Uh, unfortunately, the term is used rather freely and, and inaccurately um, and jokily amongst, um, well, amongst a lot of mm. people. And they're just basically saying that they're really describing somebody who... Um, has a high sex drive or who likes sex or perhaps some, you know, a youngster who has quite a lot of girlfriends. Um, it, it's just thrown around like that. But that isn't really sex addiction. Well, sex addiction, it's the addiction bit of it that's the issue. And it's about um, any activity that's sexual that you are compulsive about, that you, you may have tried to stop doing but can't. So, you know, it's, it's not, for example, let's take pornography. Loads of people watch pornography. Couples watch pornography. Pornography can be helpful in a relationship. But it's when you put the compulsive in front of that, so any compulsive watching of pornography where you spend hours and hours doing it, you can't stop, you promise yourself the next day, I'm, I'm not going there again, I'm not going to go back to that. 
but you find that you do and it's taking over your life and it's causing serious consequences. Pornography, for example, often and usually involves masturbation. So the problem will then be twofold. One, that with the timing that you're doing it, you're going to be extremely tired. You may not be getting up in time for work the next day. So there are, there are consequences. You may never get to bed at the same time as your partner. But there's physical consequences because masturbation is, is a, a really big thing these days in men's erectile difficulties. And um, it's becoming much more noticeable now that people who are having what they think are erectile problems, and often doctors aren't asking the question about how much they use porn, and masturbate to porn. Now, the, the sex addiction part as well, can that be someone who's compulsively like needs to, to have the actual act of sex? And how, like, how would you spot that in, in someone? What kind of behaviours do they display? It often isn't about the actual act of sex. It's often about the, the whole sort of package that leads up to sex. For example, if, if people are visiting sex workers, it's the preparation for that, the planning it, the choosing it, that gives them that high. I mean, if you're looking at how you would spot it, it's usually pretty well hidden. It's hidden behind working late, stressful, tired, on a business trip. You know, all those sort of things would would hide it from. It's not like an alcoholic where you can smell it on the breath mm. or that they're drunk, you know, that you, you can spot those sort of signals. Where does it stem from? In essence, it stems from, it's a soothing technique. All addictions are like an anaesthetic. Um, people use them to soothe the way that they're feeling about anything really in their lives. It might be some really deep trauma or really deep attachment issue that they've never really managed to sort out. And, and youngsters, even really small children, can find that masturbation is a soother they can't go to a person because perhaps their parents aren't, aren't available for them in one way or another. They may be alcoholic or they may just be have lots of other children, you know, all those sort of things that give children a, a less than positive background of upbringing. So they have to find a thing rather than a person to soothe. And that might be some, it'll be all sorts of things, but often it's an addictive process that they use. And it might, in, the, in sex addiction, it's probably started from early masturbation. So you're saying that th these kind of sexual addictions can happen at an incredibly young age? Cause Without them knowing that it's an addiction then, but there will be a sort of template put down that that's right. somewhere I can go to feel better. And then we might come back to that. A classic example is that somebody probably has used, let's say, porn or sex workers for, for quite a while. Then they find the person they want to spend their life with and they think, actually, no, I'm not going to need to do that. It's all going to be fine. But when into the marriage or the relationship, the going gets tough, be it with the relationship or other issues, maybe a child that's got health problems, they then look, go back into themselves without realising it and go to old soothing practices, which might be to go back to using porn. I know what I can do. You know, I'm really stressed. When she's gone to bed, I'll go to, I'll go to the computer and I'll start using, using porn and I'll feel better. But the better is short-lived. Is there something that ties in then to the compulsive cheating or the compulsive cheater? Yeah, that's, that's a sort of love addiction in that they feel better when they are in a new relationship, that the high of the new relationship um, gives them a, a really positive feeling about themselves. I, a lot of people act out online with people they never really meet because they, they perhaps are, are really nervous about sex or nervous about how attractive they are to other people. And they can pretend to be somebody else online. And the buzz that that gives them, it's all about the brain and the, the, the cycle in the brain of dopamine. You know, it's a, it's a mm. drug that we 
And in a way, you're putting in a drug with a syringe or with a bottle. With sex addiction, you're putting in a drug with a behaviour. So the syringe is the bit where you plan and start to go towards your high of, let's say, visiting a sex worker. But the addictions are all about changing the dopamine levels in the brain to make you feel better. It's going to be a tough sell trying to get people to sympathise with people who are serial cheaters, but are you saying that there there might be a case for people who are genuine sex addicts that they actually need help and not shaming, for want of a better word? Oh, yes, absolutely. Yes, they do need help, but it's easy for me to say that and I've worked with partners of sex addicts and it doesn't feel like that to them. It's incredibly shaming to the addict and shame's really interesting because there's always shame around, well I think there's shame around all the addictions but sex addiction has a higher level of shame because of what you've just said, you know there's a, it's thrown around as something really awful, I mean we we get into terms of does that mean they're a paedophile does that mean, you know, that they're, they're immoral, so there's all those values about it. When they then feel shamed, shame is like the oxygen for sex addiction because the more ashamed you are, the more you go back into your addictive cycle to get rid of that feeling of shame. How common is this? Much more common than you would imagine and um, much more common. I've been relationship counselling for nearly 30 years and it, it wasn't around, well, it was around then, but it wasn't presenting in the counselling room then. If you think about it in the old days, to, to sort of do the classic porn thing, you had to go to a shop and buy a magazine from the top shelf, hide it under your bed. Whereas now, you can nip to the loo and watch porn. It's in your pocket, on your phone. It's on the computer at work. It's much more prevalent, and I think that's why, because it's much more available, there's that opportunity. Our brains, or the brains of the people that do it, are becoming hardwired to doing it again and again. It's a repetitive addictive yeah. process so it was less less so then it happened you know there were porn magazines and there were sex workers but whether that was whether the addictive cycle um it wouldn't have been as easy it wasn't like going to a pub or a yeah. betting shop it, but now it's just there in your pocket in the car you know on the work computer so in your kind of perspective and opinion over the last 30 years you've obviously yeah you've been working with relationships pre and post the internet and social media yes. like how much of a increase in these kind of sex addiction cases have you seen a lot i mean about if you take about 10 cases for example i would say about four will be sex addiction when i started advertising that i did that it was obvious that it's out there because i'm getting the cases and they are genuine they are genuine yeah. cases where there is a spectrum you can't say you're a sex addict you're not you work with the person to work out you know are you actually addicted to this or is this just you feeling it's something you shouldn't do but actually you want to there is a a gray area between being an an addict and just being somebody that is doing something that goes against their moral or their religious beliefs and they want to stop um, but they're not actually addicted they could stop how do you overcome sex addiction because like alcohol addiction or gambling like they're not good for you in any way shape or form they're toxic whereas sex is a pleasurable thing and it's, it's it does have health benefits Absolutely. how do you go from yeah. from being addicted to being able to have it in a normal yeah. setting i guess that's a really good question and i think that's where it's it's different because you can give up completely alcohol gambling cocaine and you you know you can give them up full stop draw a line done if you can do it and that sounded easy it's not easy but with sex addiction it's not about well there is that option to give it up but it's actually about changing your relationship with sex so that you because the outcome for most would 
be that they would want to be able to have sex, but have it in a mindful way, in a way that was in line with their morals and their beliefs, and in a way that they had control, control over it and enjoyed it. Because most of the people who are sex addicts don't enjoy the sexual experience because it leaves them feeling shameful, feeling um, whatever, you know, they come out of it thinking, I am never going to do that again. You know, they, but they do because the, you know, the, the dopamine drops and they need another hit of it. But yeah, I get what you're saying. And actually, it's like eating. Where people who are have eating disorders um, and who overeat, it's a bit like that. It's the closest to it, eating disorders is, is the sex disorder because you can't stop eating. It's about changing your relationship with it. God, yeah. I, I think it obviously makes more sense now to talk about sex addiction now because, as you mentioned, everything is much more accessible. It's it's right in your pocket as opposed to, as you said, having to go to a, a dirty, seedy shop and potentially yeah. be seen by the public or, or picking up a yeah. prostitute on the side of the street. It's all much more secretive, much more private and much more easily accessible so that, yeah. that potentially might be fueling it. So for someone who might be listening, right, who might be thinking that they're a sex addict, what would you say would be one of the first things that they should do? Well, I would, there's a, um, an association, the APSAC, Association, A-T-S-A-C, Association for the Treatment of Sexual Addiction and Compulsivity. I prefer the word compulsivity. It's, it's a, I'm not so keen on sex addict, but that's how we mm. talk about it. And if you go on their website, they will give you a lot of information about, you know, sort of, are you a sex addict? And you can look at the reasons and tick the boxes and work it out yourself. They also give you um, lists of counsellors, therapists who are specifically trained in sex addiction um, that you can contact and you could have a sort of an assessment interview with one of them. They're all working online at the moment. And um, there are, like there are alcohol, there are groups where you can go for an intensive course of, say, 12 12 evening sessions or an intensive week and work in a group with other people. Group work is fantastic for addictions because the shame sends you inwards. When you're in a group, you're able to talk about your behaviours with other people and you're not shamed. You're accepted for who you are. So the, the um, as with AA for alcoholics, there's, there are some uh, fellowship groups as well. Sex Addicts Anonymous and Sex and Love Addicts Anonymous. They're fantastic. My clients who go to those, they're great. Brilliant, yeah. Well, well listen, there you go. Meg, we appreciate you giving up your time this evening and, and popping on. If you want to uh, check out her website, migbennettrelationshipcounselling.co.uk is the place to go. But, uh, Meg, thanks a million for popping on F104 this evening. My pleasure, and thanks for highlighting it. I think it needs to be out there to be, um, to be heard about. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So thanks again uh, for, for popping on. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Saoirse Long. It's Cormac and Saoirse here on FM 104. Hope you're well, but you might be getting a little bit bored and fatigued of looking out the same window over and over again, especially if you've been working from home. Now, maybe you're back in the office, maybe you're, you know, driving around in your car and you're doing security and it doesn't really matter too much. But if you have been working from home and you have been just in the same location constantly for the last two or three months, how would you like something a little different? Oh, I'd love something different. What have you got to offer? A little bit of a different view out the window. So I came across this website and uh, it's called Window Swap. Window-swap.com and you go onto it and you open it up and you click. It goes, open a new window somewhere in the world and you click on it and it just goes to someone's camera that they have set up out their window in a different part of the world. Currently looking at Ah. a nice sunset in Istanbul in Turkey and this is Nile's window and then you click somewhere new again we're over to Bangkok, Thailand and someone's just setting up their camera out of a Thazorn's window so they tell you where the window is tell you whose it is 
and it's just a, a video then out their window. So at least you can mix up your your day and have a different view for a little bit. I know, but won't most people just want the one with a nice view? No one's going to be looking at a picture of your out your window. Where maybe 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 they want. And maybe I'll have video, I can document then the the hell of the kids running. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. In Carlson Havoc. Yeah, but I don't know, I don't think anyone would be interested. You know, I want to see a sandy beach. I want to see the sunset. I want to see lovely, um, you know, little coffee shops and cafes on the beach. But here, here so there, there, I know, but there, there's one here and it's in Paris and France and it's just of someone's roof and it's manky and it's disgusting and there's scaffolding up and around it. Oh, you can, oh, you can see the Eiffel Tower in the background. Amazing. See there, that's why they put that up. There was another one of New York, the New York skyline. Here's one I'm on. Uh, we're over in London at the moment. Uh, it doesn't appear to be live, so people will take videos, but it just gives you a different view out the window. Just mix things up. You can pretend as if you're in London or you can pretend as if uh, you, there's someone, someone's back garden over in uh, Derby in the United Kingdom. Derby, Derby. Um, and it's just the back of their house. It's just in the housing estate. And it's just the back of the house. It's like, oh, okay. And are you currently watching this right now? Yeah, I mean... Flicking, flicking around the different countries in the world. Montreal, Canada. The next one, uh, Malaysia, which uh, is completely black. So, oh, look at that. Oh, no, that's cool. Just out the window, they've got some nice pots and plants in the windows. I'm not a plant fan, but they have some, like, uh, little small cactuses and what looks like maybe an aloe vera plant in the window. And then out along, you can see a motorway, densely populated area, some high-rise apartment blocks, and the, the city off in the distance. Not bad. Well, it's kind of interesting. Yeah, I'd give that a go. Nosy. I'm there kind of seeing, is anyone going to pop into the video? We'll be able to see into their room. But you can just see out their window. So just to mix things up, like if you had a, a second monitor or if you had a TV, you could put this on the TV and put that in the window and then pretend as if you're in New York. Yeah, actually, that's a good idea. Would that work, though? I know we talked about the virtual travel. Yeah. And trying to kind of convince yourself that you're gone away. But maybe if you're staring, you know when you stare at a window, you tend to kind of, stare into space a little bit yeah, yeah. 
your it's kind of tunnel vision. So maybe the same thing would happen if you were staring at the Eiffel Tower. You might think you're in Paris. That's what I mean. You could just when you're drifting off and not bothering doing any work or study or whatever it is, you can just click open window swap and it opens in a separate window and you just maybe maximize that and just stare at that screen as if you're pretend as if you're looking at your own window. But it's just grand. It's just random. You just pop on. Uh, there's loads of different cameras set up all over the world. Um, we're in Mexico. I'm in Mexico now, and it's just out the window. You can kind of see. It's just. It's a bit weird because it's just normal people's houses in normal housing estates in normal apartments. No, you know, you think of London, Paris, New York. You think of all the fancy things. A lot of this is just random windows from random housing estates from normal people with normal boring lives like the rest of us. And in different time zones as well, which is cool. So you're getting to see someone in the morning and then maybe someone in the afternoon. Someone's house mm-hmm. at night. There's some terrible views as well. So it reminds you that not everyone has an amazingly perfect life overlooking the sunny beaches. This person I'm looking at now, just their view is of a, of a wall. Just a window oh, opens no. out onto a wall. There's some plants on it, but that's just a white wall and that's about it. There's another of see, lads doing construction. Can you see how many people are looking at your window? Oh, no one's looking at mine. I haven't uh, given my window over. I'm just snooping on other people's. You don't have to open up your own camera. Yeah, but can they check? They must be able to tell how many people are actually I'm sure, I'm sure they could, actually. Yeah, I'm sure they could. So you can submit it and you can use your own. If you have a webcam, you can set that up to look out the window and you can uh, submit your own window. But just just mix it up. Now there's a guy hanging up his washing outside on a tiny little road. Where are we? In China. We're in Shanghai in China now and there's a lad hanging up his washing out the side of his gaff and this is what's out of this. This is Sebastian's window and we're just looking out of his. No wonder what that guy is up to, what he does for a living, where he's going later. It is that kind of thing, uh, people watching. My nana used to love that. She used to sit in Jervis and uh, she used to say that she, she just loved watching people walking by or she'd sit on a bus and just go nowhere. Literally go to the last stop and get back on and go back home again. Just so she could people watch. So it's kind of the same thing. Yeah, there is that other website as well, which I don't know if you've ever used. You know, Earthcam. Have you ever used Earthcam? No, I've like heard of it though. Temple Bar, you can see Temple Bar live. Um, oh, yes. They have all different cities around the world. Let's see where we go. Like I New checked York that city. out on St. Patrick's Day this year to see oh, how dead it, it was. Must have been must have been miserable. It was. Nobody this on. Is, yeah, this is actually a good crack as well because this is a live feed of New York. You can see New York on Wall Street where the where the bull is. Uh, you can have a, a little check in and say, well, how busy all the other cities are around the world. There's loads of cameras actually in New York. But yeah, again, if we can't really travel too much, um, you know, you can use your laptop. You can go either on Google Maps, Google Streets, and also use uh, Earthcam. Earthcam.com, if you've never heard about it or seen it before, go on and just snoop on different places around the world. There's a lion's den. A live feed of a lion's den in oh, one of these cool. one of these kind of uh, dodgy cat parks or dodgy, uh, what would you call it? Yeah, cat sanctuary parks, whatever. I'm currently looking at it and there are currently no lions in the picture. But I bet you they're camouflaged in the background though. <laughs> They've just mysteriously, mysteriously disappeared away. But listen, there you go at window-swap.com if you want to have a bit of a random swap and pretend you're living in a different city or earthcam.com if you want to have a look at what's going on in different cities around the world it's a lot earthcam.com is a, is a live stream window swap i'm not sure if it is a live stream i don't think it is but it's definitely worth having a nose anyway so check those out any other good uh, websites to pass the time imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.